It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. What if you can learn how to be in love all the time? What if you knew how to break down your old emotional walls and heal the past? Most of us spend our lives longing for love, waiting for something to happen that gives us an experience of love. According to today's guest, Barbara DeAngelis, love isn't something we can actually get from anyone else. It comes from the inside out. This understanding means that we don't have to wait for love to arrive in order to feel it or for someone to treat us in a certain way in order to experience it. We can choose to be in love, our own love. Barbara is a teacher in the field of personal and spiritual transformation. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you so much for joining us. I am delighted to be back with you again and to be here for all of your listeners. Well, you know, Barbara, this is such an important topic because everyone wants to feel loved. And the problem is we look outside. What do you mean when you say that love comes from the inside out and that no one can give love that we don't already have? Well, you're right. Our lives are really defined by love, aren't they? From from yeah. the very beginning, we're reaching for love from our parents. We're reaching for love from our teachers. Then we get older, we're reaching for love from other people. And, you know, it it's delightful, it's horrible, you know, we suffer, we get celebrated, and our relationship with love, and that's really why I wrote The Choice for Love, we each have a relationship with love, with the energy of loving, with how we deal with it, how we receive it, or how we give it, or how our ability to contact it. And most of us think if we found, quote, the right person, mm-hmm. uh, or in the right circumstances, or if the right person behaves in the right way... <laughs> then we will experience love. But it's our relationship with the energy of love that's going to determine if we're happy, not just in relationships, but how radiant we are in our career, how much we can impact people. And as you said, we think that people give us love. But anyone right now can think about anybody in your life who you ever felt love with or do now. And do they give you a transfusion of love? Do they, you know, give you an injection of love or bottles that you drink? And when they leave or if something goes wrong or when you get mad one day, what actually happens? Do they siphon off the love when you're sleeping and you wake Mm -hmm. up and go, I feel horrible? Mm -hmm. No one ever actually gives us anything. Love is, to understand this, you have to realize love, if I ask people what's love, they say, well, it's this feeling. It's not. Mm -hmm. Love isn't even an emotion. It's not even the bond we share with somebody else. It's not even behavior. It's a supercharged, lake-drenched field inside of us. It's that vibrational field of energy. It's really the source energy. And, you know, you've interviewed people, I'm sure, who have had near-death experiences Mm -hmm. or, um, you you know, or people who are on a spiritual path and had some awakening experience. And what do they always say? They never say, 
and then there was just nothing. You know, right. <laughs> they say it was it was just love. I can't describe it. Or I had this experience of you know God and church, and it was love. So love is that essence, that highest vibration. And if you can imagine that each of us, in a sense, our heart, and our heart is more than a physical heart, it's a metaphysical heart, um, that our heart is like the reservoir of that love, a big place where we, in a sense, fill up with it, not from outside, but from that, quote, source, you know, like a big mm-hmm. swimming pool or a big ocean. And sometimes it rises up in waves. And sometimes it doesn't. So somebody comes along, let's say your husband or your wife or your friend, and they do some, or your child, and they do something wonderful. And you feel, oh my God, I feel so loved. I feel so happy. Where did that love come from? They didn't actually add to you. It was your own waves rising up in the same way that if you see an ocean, you know, and you go to New Jersey over the you know, summer or you go somewhere and it's flat and it's calm. And then one day it's really windy and you can see these huge waves and they're dramatic and exciting to look at. But where did the waves come from? They came from the ocean. The wind stirs them up. So I like to say people are like wave makers. Some are really good wave makers. <laughs> some aren't. Some, sometimes our people we love make a wave because of the wind of their attention. Or the, but it's always our love. This is a radically different understanding than most of us feel like. And knowing that, as we'll talk about, can change everything. Because if we're blocking that connection to our own love, you know what? And you know this, Joan, no matter how much somebody behaves perfectly, we won't even feel it. We won't let it in. And we've all had people like that who we did everything. We loved them. And they just couldn't feel it. And we think, what did I do wrong? It has nothing to do with what we're doing. It has to do with the fact that they've blocked off their own ability to feel. Well, Barbara, you're a thousand percent right. Once you understand this, it does change everything because there are so many people walking around today heartbroken and in in so much pain because they've put all of their happiness, all of their emotion into trying to get it from someone else. And once you understand what you're saying, that it comes from within, it does change everything. But to talk about those people, Barbara, that are living in pain, these people that don't understand what you're saying, they build these walls around themselves in an attempt to self-protect. And what happens when we allow that pain to keep us from loving? What, what can we do to tear down that wall? This is one of the most important things I write about in The Choice for Love, and I think why um, it became like an instant bestseller this, the second mm-hmm. the day it came out, because... Um, All of us, any of us listening, all of us have experienced heartache, loss, disappointment, challenge, and different kinds of heart issues in our life. And what we don't realize, and the reason it's called the choice for love, is a lot of us every day are unconsciously making the choice to not love, to Mm -hmm. not feel. And we wonder why we're not, you know, happier, why we're not feeling everything that we want. What happens is when we are growing up or in relationships in life, um, we go through hurts, we go through disappointments. And I always say, imagine that each of our unhealed emotions, our hurts or unresolved issues from our past becomes like a huge block of ice. We put up that wall 
because we don't want to get hurt. And again, we're not blocking anything anyone's giving us. We're actually freezing. Imagine freezing up. We're in the winter, you know, now we're coming into spring. So imagine freezing up the flow of that ocean so that instead of it being able to move and you feel it and it splashes, you freeze it up because you don't want to get hurt. Block by block by block, we create a wall. And we do things to freeze things up. Every time we say, I don't want to deal with this, I don't want to feel this, we don't heal things. We don't melt, in a sense, things. And the ice blocks multiply. And then not only can we not feel our own love, we can't even feel those waves from other people. We, we live with a lot of numbness, icy numbness. And mm -hmm. that ice keeps us from feeling love and intimacy and connection. And we want to love, but we're stuck. And I have a saying, you know, in the choice for love, our protections become our prisons. And mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, when they hear this, go, oh, my gosh, this, this is so true. And no matter, by the way, no matter how much you feel, you know, you, you love someone or you care for someone or you've committed to somebody, um, if your heart has a lot of that frozen energy, it won't flow and they won't feel it. And the other thing is, ha haven't we all been with somebody in our life where we, we were trying to, you know, give them love or imagine the warmth of our attention, if you want to use this analogy, but it's like we're throwing ourselves against a block of ice. You know, we've all had that feeling where, you, and it hurts when you throw yourself against ice. You can't get through. So what I describe doing in the Choice for Love is what I call the big melt, how to identify those blocks and how to use techniques that I teach and I've taught you know, for you know, years and years and years to so many people to be able to defrost all mm -hmm. the places in our heart that have become hard and frozen. And defrosting things means that the shape of our issues and our patterns melts. Have you ever been on um, a cruise or gone to, you know, a, a wedding or a bar mitzvah or something and they have these big ice sculptures mm -hmm. and they look like a duck or they look like a swan or the couple or something like that at the beginning of the night and they're magnificent. But what happens as the night goes on, as the room gets hotter, is that it starts to melt and it melts from the outside, not inside. So it looked like a duck and now it looks like a blob. You know, a few hours later, it looks like a chicken instead of a swan. And the core of it is still there, but slowly, 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 the hard shape of what it was goes away. This is how all of us can heal our insecurities, our patterns, our issues, enough of the choices for love, the heat in the sense I talk about. And it's not like overnight, we don't feel any issues or we aren't ever feeling sad, but the shape of a lot of our patterns and our baggage begins to melt so that we kind of remember we used to do this, we don't do it as much anymore, and before you know it, we are feeling so much more love from ourselves and we're feeling other people's, in a sense, their, their energy splashing with our energy. That's really what a relationship is. It's my love and your love dancing together. And, you know, if you can't be in love, meaning your own love, I don't care how much somebody tries to love you, every day what's going to happen is if they don't do everything perfectly, if the next day they're pulled away a little bit, then it's up, down, up, down. It's a roller coaster, which I know is a lot of what many of us experience. It doesn't have to be that way. Barbara, for someone who's listening and says, okay, I get it. I need to make some change. 
You mentioned some love techniques. Can you share one or two, something to help someone get started with the process? Absolutely. Uh, the first thing to understand is that we're all making choices all the time about our feelings and how we relate to the energy of love. That's why it's called the choice for love as opposed to the search for love or um, the, you know, you know, the choice to look for love. It's about the choice to love or the choice to find other people who can love me. <laughs> and so the first thing is to start noticing what choices we're making when we are uh, scared or challenged or frustrated or whatever it is, what are we doing? So the, one of the, I'll give you some really simple questions people can start using immediately today. So the next time you're feeling angry, upset, disappointed, um, you know, frustrated with somebody, annoyed with how somebody's behaving, um, anxious with yourself, instead of just going, I'm, you know, I'm having a bad day, you're not just having a bad day, you've been making some choices. So first thing is to distinguish between two things. Don't ask what's happening to me. Ask what's happening in me. Think about that. It's really mm -hmm. amazing. You know? mm -hmm. So let's say you wake up, you have a partner, and um, you're trying to talk to them about something important happening with your kids, and they're busy and they leave, go to work. And you're annoyed and you're, you know, pissed off. What's happening to me is he or she wasn't behaving the way I wanted them to behave. They're driving me crazy. They're making me have a bad day. What's happening in me? Wow, what's happening in me? I'm choosing what? What am I choosing to do right now? I'm choosing to blame. I'm choosing to judge them. I'm choosing to dredge up everything else they've done in the past week and add it to my evidence bag. I'm choosing to shut off how I feel. I don't like what they did, but I'm just not, not liking what they did. I am choosing to cut off the flow of love. That's what's happening in me. And that itself, just to start, to ask yourself all day, what's happening in me? What am I doing? Is mind-blowing because you realize you're making choices all the time that you actually wouldn't make if you were conscious about them. And then you, make, you, you ask the choice for love questions. It's really simple. How can I bring more love to blank? Blank could be anything. And what would that look like? How can I bring more love to the fight I'm having with this person? How can I bring more love to my frustration with one of my kids? How can I bring more love to the challenge I'm having at work? And at first, your mind says, uh, you don't want to bring love, so forget them. You know? <laughs> but then you ask me, how can I, you see, mm -hmm. bring more love to something? Mm -hmm. How can I bring more love to the argument I'm having with my husband? Suggest we take a break. Remind myself in that moment that even though I'm really upset that I love him, tell him I actually appreciate the fact he's willing to even argue with me and talk to me rather than shutting off, which is what he might used to do. Um, you know, go up even though I'm mad and say, I'm, I'm going to give you a hug because I love you, even though I'm really not happy with what you're doing. What you're doing is making a choice for your own connection to your own heart and your own love. Because what happens is every day we shut, we, we in a sense unplug. We unplug from feeling. We unplug from love. We unplug from compassion. And we do it so often but then we can't find the socket, so we don't know how to plug back in. And that doesn't just affect how we are behaving with people. That affects how we feel because that love energy is the source of passion. It's the source of creativity. 
It's the source of charisma. So the choice for love affects how much money you make. It affects how people see you. It affects what a good speaker you are or how you present yourself in meetings in your life or your career. It affects what people feel about you all the time because we're always radiating and vibrating actual electromagnetic energy from our heart. And if you're radiating out, and this isn't metaphysical, it's actually um, physics um, and uh, you know brain uh, science right now, if you're vibrating out a lot of anger, et cetera, et cetera, you don't have to say anything. You can have a big smile on your face. It doesn't matter. You're putting out a lot of lack of coherence from your actual heart waves. It affects everybody around you. It actually affects the world. So the choice for love moment by moment allows you to reconnect back to your real source of power, no matter what's happening. And you can, and I talk a lot in my whole chapter about the difference between thoughts and feelings, which most of us don't understand. You can be really mad at somebody and still feel a tremendous amount of love. I don't mean know it, like I know I love them, but, but feel it. You can be disappointed in yourself, but not being uh, be negative towards yourself. You can say, I'm not happy with what I did, but still feel that tremendous flow and connection. And most of us have a not great relationship or a very up and down relationship even with ourselves because we are doing the same thing that I'm talking about with everybody else, with how we are. Our love becomes very conditional. How did I do today? Did I exercise? Did I not? Did I do well there? Did I not? And that experience of plugging and unplugging back into our own experience of love is what creates depression, creates anxiety, it creates health problems. So, you know, love really is a living remedy. And this is a very practical thing. This isn't, you know, the, the book is so full of practical techniques and meditations, et cetera, to actually help you realize in each day uh, how you can reconnect with who you are, what you are, the effect on people around you will be mind-blowing. I've been teaching this for a long time. Um, because when you're allowing your own, you know, that ocean to be full inside of you, other people are going to feel it and see it. And they'll actually, it'll actually help recalibrate them to that same energy. So a love, we all know this. Somebody who's loving and delightful can uplift everybody. Think about babies. You know, babies are pure love. Um, you know, all of us started out as loving little gurus when we were babies <laughs> um, because we, co they, we come from the source. You can't look at a baby and not believe there's something magical and metaphysical and spiritual. You know, they, they, it's not just that they look beautiful. There's something, there's a countenance, you see, because they haven't put up those walls yet. It's pure love. And imagine, you know, if there's a baby in the room, Everyone's clustered around. They're attracted to that energy. Mm -hmm. We want to see that energy. We want to feel that energy. So instead of waiting for something every day, is something going to make me feel loving today? Instead of waiting for love to choose us, we learn how to choose love, which will change everything and everyone around us. The book is The Choice for Love by Dr. Barbara DeAngelis. If you would like to get more information about the book or Barbara and her work, you can visit thechoiceforlove.com. Barbara, in about 30 seconds or less, what is the takeaway? What do you want to leave our listeners with? 
you know, we are living in very challenging, uh, troubling and disturbing times where a lot of us feel we have more questions than answers. We don't have a certain sense of security either, you know, in the world outside or in our own things. We're in a time of a lot of energetic velocity. Now more than ever, if we think we've been growing and healing, we need to heal more deeply and let go of more. Now more than ever, if we feel we're loving, we need to learn how to love both ourselves and others more. And I believe now more than ever, the choice for love is actually an essential spiritual practice. It's the highest service to our planet and to humankind. It's something we can actually do to uh, not even in any way reflect the things we don't like that are happening around us and to be an embodiment and, as I said, a, a living remedy so that our world, our universe, is a universe of peace and love. And that's the difference all of us can make every single day. Barbara, thank you so much for being here with us today. As I said in the beginning, so many people are searching for that elusive love. And when we learn that we have the power to choose love, this can change everything for us. So thank you for being here and thank you for sharing your work with us. Well, I'm always honored to be with you and sending everybody um, lots and lots of love. Thank you so much, Barbara. Again, it is wonderful to have you with us again. Thank you, Joan. Much love to you. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.